every night, Monday through Friday, live and in real time, and with a potpourri of program. Uh, by that I mean it's uh, not one thing or the other, but uh, we hope you, we don't bore you. And in fact, I have been thinking a lot lately about this could really be, and I hope it is a kind of service, service, because one thing that if we're quarantined or we're locked in or we can't get out very much is we kind of need somebody to talk to. And I, I've got a set of about 10 different friends that I sort of have a circle. I call, call them around and we just talk. And what I'm offering to be tonight is uh, your radio friend and, and to try to develop some conversation. In fact, we've been doing this lately. I try to devote at least one night every week to a kind of open phones and I call it nostalgia because that, that gives us something to focus on. We don't have to stay on that, but it's uh, something that my my mind runs to. I, it runs to thinking about oldies and how things used to be. I've been thinking all day today about a subject that we've had a nostalgia program on before, but we might have a little bit of one tonight, and that is uh, my candy bars that I used to eat when I was a kid. And uh, the first time we had a nostalgia program, when I came on the air and asked people to think back to what was their favorite candy bar, we had one of our best programs. I can remember a couple of days after that, a gentleman who was a county commissioner stopped. He said he stopped by the side of the road and called and, and uh, told, wanted to tell me he thought that was a good program. I think his name was Paul, but I can't remember his last name. But I probably wouldn't say it anyway because I usually don't like to do that without... Um, person's permission and really better it's better for us to engage in conversation here on the radio if you will join me if you want to talk if you have a story uh preferably about some subject that could be nostalgic let's think about candy bars the things that i've been was thinking about today i sometimes sit in my what i call my sunroom or you would call it a den or a living room or whatever but the sun there are a lot of windows and the sun comes in and i sit there and close my eyes and meditate on what would be, uh, where, where would I like to go back to? And uh, I can just remember the days when, well, my favorite, I'm going to just tell you, my favorite candy bar was a Hershey bar. I just, just like Hershey bars, plain or with almonds. But there were others that I liked too, and some of my tastes have changed. And I heard a guy talking the other night, uh, uh, I think he was being interviewed, and he had been poor when he was a kid, and he said, Every night for supper, they, his family had uh, a can of baked beans and a powerhouse bar. And I used to love powerhouse bars. And all the ones that were made, that's one that I cannot find a place, not the Vermont uh, store or Amazon or anybody that would carry, you know, old-style stuff. Uh, and there are a lot of companies that are in kind of retro manufacturing things that people wanted or used to have and that have passed on or, or not as available. And that's the problem, I think. I think that stuff is out there. In fact, the story that, that I've told, which is true at the beginning of when we pursued candy bars as a nostalgic thing. Think about it. Did you like goo-goo clusters? Did you like a bit of honey? Uh, my brother, who lives in Charlotte, has uh, the occasion to go to the surrounding area uh, to different places. He's a lawyer is what he is, and he... Uh, he goes to courthouses in different places to do do his business, and he appears on here occasionally. He's a great trivia expert, and I kind of need him around. He's my sidekick. But in any event, he was telling me that he had looked everywhere in Mecklenburg County, which is highly populous. Uh, I think it doesn't quite have as many people as 
Wake County does, but Charlotte is bigger than Raleigh is, and he was looking for a candy bar called a Zagnut, Z-A-G-N-U-T. Uh, and Zagnuts, by the way, I've learned are popular in, like, in the Middle East and places like Af- Afghanistan and Iraq because it doesn't have any chocolate, and heat doesn't uh, doesn't do well with chocolate. And uh, But anyway, he was looking, wanted to buy, thinking back to his childhood, that he really missed having his Zagnuts, he started trying to find them, and it took him forever, and he never did find one, as he told the story to me in Charlotte, but he was in Cabarrus County, I think he said one day, and he had to stop at this sort of country store because he was running out of gas. He's always running out of gas, and he had to stop where he could, and he went in to get maybe a Coke and uh, something to eat, and there it was, a box full of that. That store chose to stock Zagnut bars, so he got I think he said three or four. I don't know how many it was, but it, it satisfied him to have them and to know that there was some place on the earth that he could still get a Zagnut bar. And so uh, that, that gave me the idea of having, uh, suppose you wanted a Zagnut bar, which one would you go looking for? I know I used to stop by, there was a service station, uh, you know, like a Texaco station or something on the way home from when I walked home from school and there I'd go in and there were two things in there that I desired. One was a Zagnut bar, not a Zagnut bar, but a candy bar. Actually, it was more often than not a Hershey bar. Occasionally a zero, like zeros. Take them home and put them in the refrigerator for a little while. Anyway, I used to buy zeros in the canteen of the WPTF uh, when we were downtown in Raleigh. We we were down there until 1987. But uh, And uh, in the canteen in North Raleigh, I was usually a Mars bar. But it could be other things, and that was a source of energy. But in any event, uh, the other thing in the service station, by the way, was ice cream sandwiches made by, I think they were branded Seal Test, but I, I think a North Carolina dairy company, a company that put up milk and stuff, made them. As a matter of fact, I, I got a very small allowance or worked at small jobs when I was a a sort of a preteen or teen to have a little cash, and I would buy a uh, ice cream bar. And I see I'm telling you this by to, to illustrate what 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 I want you to do. I want you to tell me your story, and you can be thinking about it. And don't be bashful, and don't hold back. You can you can join the club here. The area code, by the way, for your telephone call is nine one nine eight six zero. Nine seven eight three, and if you forget it, it's eight six zero, and then the call letters is the station you're listening to, which is WPTF. What what was in there was that ice cream bar, and I always wanted m- more ice cream bars, and I didn't get them. But I said when when I get my first job as an adult, my first real job as an adult, college graduate, etc. The first thing I'm going to do is go, and it wasn't the first thing, but I did go. Uh, I taught at Hargrave Military Academy in, in Virginia. They had a snack bar for the students and the faculty, including myself, and I got, I think I had six or seven or eight ice cream bars. The interesting thing is, and see, there's a good story in most things, is that I ate those and enjoyed them, fulfilled my pledge to myself, and I don't believe I've had more than two or three ice cream cream bars since then, and that was a long time ago. I got what my grandmother would have called a bait of my ice cream bars. Now, what I want you to do is to talk to me, 919 
860-9783. I know we've got some some interesting folks with interesting stories, some people who can wax nostalgic about candy bars, the candy bars of their youth, whether it's a payday or a Butterfinger, a Heath bar. I'm just naming a few. I, whenever we've done this, we've done it a couple of times. We've always, so we've come up with some candy bars that I remember but haven't uh, thought of of late. And uh, you may be from the Triangle, you may be from Ohio, you may be from Texas, you may be from New England, but tell us the story of your youth. And uh, 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 another one of my favorite stories is I used to have a paper route, and, and the way that I drove myself, the, the stick and the carrot and the stick, my carrot was that I could, if I finished the paper route, I could have a honey bun and a Coke. And I did, finished it, and I did have the, the honey bun and the Coke. But is it a honey bun or a bear claw? What is Hostess Cream Filled Twinkies? Remember when they went out of business but came back into business? What nostalgia is about is things that may exist but may not anymore. We're going to do one about the stores of our youth. Uh, I know in Goldsboro I used to walk down Walnut Street and there was Sears, Roebuck and Company and uh, Montgomery Ward and W.T. Grant and Leader Brothers, which was a regional store. Uh, Charles, Charles Stores, and a store that's recently sort of halfway changed hands, but they preserved the name, thank the Lord, J.C. Penney. Uh, Mr. J.C. Penney started his stores out in Wyoming in 1910. There's always a history lesson in this, too. Okay, I need your call. I need for somebody to talk to. Uh, it's good psychology. 919 John Sauter is there to take the calls, and he will pass his names on to me. And do not uh, do not uh, uh, be bashful, as my Baptist friends would say. Don't hang back in the church. Uh, I've told you what the subject of the of the the course is, the sermon is tonight, and that's a little bit of retro concern for treats, candy bars. It could even be penny candy. I saw an ad in a book I was looking at today for Mary Jane. You know what a Mary Jane is, you can call me and tell me that, or a bullseye. I used to eat lunch at Pool's Luncheonette when it was uh, a regular blue plate special lunch place, and uh, not that there's anything wrong with it now, uh, but uh, I would always finish the meal and get three bullseyes and walk back to the radio station, which was about two blocks away, and eat the bullseyes. That was the perfect lunch, circa 19... Uh, I guess 1985 or 86, somewhere along in there. But in any event, 919-860-WPTF, 860-9783. Give us a call. 22 at WPTF Radio, the Tom Kearney Show for a Thursday night in January the 14th. And I've got two or three friends who have birthdays coming up. Got to remind, Got to remind myself of that and make a note so we can either call them or send them a card or an email or something. A friend of ours is on the phone. Uh, Riley, how are the cars tonight? Uh, the cars are doing quite well, well Tom. Uh, Happy New Year to you, and, and uh, I heard you wanted to talk about candy. Well, yes, yes, and you're, you're old enough. Uh, uh, you're not as old as I am, but, but almost. And so you, uh, what I'm saying is you're going to be in the right ballpark. What, what, what was your favorite candy? Nestle's Crunch. Ooh, ooh. That's kind of like uh, Hershey's Crackle, isn't it? 
Yeah, pretty pretty much. Uh, I think yeah, it was John Rice and Rice. Um, yeah. And it, it was interesting because the first one I ever had, my mother had sent me to the store to get two or three small items. And back then you walked, you know, down to the, the corner the market and, and got it. And she always had a, an extra nickel or so and had some money in my pocket. And I bought a, a, a Nestle's Crunch Bar. And uh, I brought it home. I didn't eat it. And my father was outside painting the house. And uh, I walked up to him. I said, uh, Dad, I'll split the bar with you. And he looked down at it and said, Get out of here. Don't come near me with that. Well, I didn't know what I had done wrong. Uh, I, you know, So I went in and told my mother. And she laughed and uh, told me why he didn't want me near him with the Nestle's Crunch Bar. And I loved the thing. Um, anyway, uh, come to find out when he was being shipped to Europe in World War II on a Liberty ship, he had bought a box of these things before he boarded the ship. And the Liberty ships weren't known for their uh, uh, smooth sailing. And he got so seasick, and he claimed that it was the Nestle's Crunch Bars. And so he didn't even want to be around them. And, of course, this is, you know, 10 or 12 years after the war, but uh, it was really interesting because he said, get away from me with that. And um, <laughs> <laughs> that, That's what I mean. There's a good story, and that, that's, in fact, you, this is what's wrong with my mind, Ryder. You made me think of three or four different things, but uh, he probably would have gotten sick just about anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tom. I mean, wasn't, but he happened to have bought, he thought that would have tasted good, and so he right. bought a, a box of these things, and, and stuffed it in his sea bag, and, uh, you know, those Liberty ships were just kind of thrown together, and uh, they didn't ride, they didn't have, you know, uh, all the modern conveniences we have on cruise ships today, and so the trip across the North Atlantic was pretty rough, and so he probably would have gotten sick if he had had anything. Well, my dad came home on a Liberty ship, and you know I used to teach history, so I wanted to learn about the Liberty ships, and uh, I'm trying to think of the names. Henry J. Kaiser is the guy who came up with the idea for the Liberty ships. Mm -hmm. And what they did is instead of using rivets, they used, uh, they welded them together, which was not as strong, and they they could make a Liberty ship in a week, and the other ships took six months to make. And uh, But they needed ships, and they couldn't wait. So, you know, and most of them turned out all right once in a while. But my father said the worst thing. He did his version of your or your dad's crackle was they had one record to play on the PA. It's, apparently, the state the ship only had one record to play. So the, the, it was Vaughn Monroe. You may remember that name. Yes. Uh, chasing uh, chasing the wind or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and when they would come on the radio, he would turn it off. He just could not stand Vaughn Monroe after that. <laughs> so the other thing he couldn't stand was SOS, and you know what that is. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. We, and we had that. And, of course, when my father came home from work and my mother was cooking it, he'd look down and says, oh, that's SOS. That's and, just exactly uh, what happened at my house. I liked it, to tell you the truth. And well, my mother would fix it. She always had to try to come up with something different for my sister and I, but he he didn't, he wouldn't, wouldn't have it. It's, he'd rather not eat than eat SOS. We well, he, uh, uh, my, my father, he would eat it. We didn't have a whole lot of money, and so my mother was trying to think of, you know, things that right. you could put together. But I, I wanted to share that with you. Um, but uh, and, the, and the Liberty ship that he was on 
you just mentioned welding it together. It cracked uh, uh-huh. mostly in half off the coast of Scotland, and they uh, put the troops on either end and then towed it in. And so uh, three years later, when they marched him down to the dock at Le Havre, he looked up, and it was the same ship welded back together. Right. Well, you know, they had, I think I remember reading they had a really hard time there was a route to Archangel, which was in you know the northern coast of Russia. That was one way they could take supplies to Russia, because they were helping us out. But that that uh, the the metal that they had in the Liberty ships and the wells did not do well in those really low temperatures, uh, mm-hmm. and they they tended to crack and to present problems. Well, you sound good, and I'm glad to hear from you, and uh, I hope you're taking care of yourself and wearing your mask and everything. And so, I, I'm I'm wearing my mask and and. Um, trying to stay, you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, okay. well, someday we'll get together and, and, and talk about um, antique cars again. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Well, Thanks, Riley. Mm, bye. Riley Rayner is a classic car. I hope I've got that right person. But he knows about as much about Model T's. In fact, he and his group used to do a thing out uh at festival times where they would take a Model T apart and put it back together and some, some master, I'm not even going to say a time because it will probably be too long, but uh, he has been a guest on our show a number of times and I, uh, he's probably in his workshop and I sometimes think about the different people that I've talked to over the years and where they are and what they're doing when they, when they call our program. Uh, John told me that Willie was on the line waiting and uh, we've, we've talked enough here Willie, I'm going to hold you off. I hope you will hang on. But we are approaching the time when we need to do the news. And, uh, well, John, put Willie on, and let's let's talk to Willie for just a second. Willie, are you there? Yes, I Yes, uh-huh. What's on your mind tonight? We'll have to hold you over because we've only got about 45 seconds before the news. Oh, but we'll, well that's fine. Uh, you can hold me over. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, you can hold me over and listen to the news. What's your topic? Well, you want to talk about a candy bar? Do you have a favorite? Yeah, yeah. I'm from Eastern North Carolina. I'm a farm boy, and uh, we used to have uh, the candy lady used to used to come out to our house about once a, once a month and bring candy. And my mom used to buy the about two boxes, and we worked on a farm, and that would be our little treat for being out there, um, working out there on the farm. And, uh, and sometimes we would get a little overzealous and try to find the candy, and she would hide it, and we would get it. Okay, now, it. hold, hold on <laughs> Hold on, don't go. I can tell there's more to this story. We'll be back. We are here every night, Monday through Friday, from 9 until 10, with a little bit of live and in real-time radio and some things that may be entertaining and educational. And uh, we do a little promoing usually at this place. I see it's Thursday night. Tomorrow night will be trivia night. Monday night, the computer guys will be here. Tuesday night of next week, Tony Rigsby will be here to talk sports and a, a little resume of uh, the year that's just passed and how it's going to look in the record books. And uh, an old friend of ours and a frequent uh, uh, who used to make frequent appearances on our program, he hadn't been around very much lately, but Dr. James Crisp, history professor from NC State, will be our guest next Wednesday night, and that should be a very interesting program. Tonight, well, we've got Willie waiting. Willie, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Okay, well, I just want to break your story down because I think I'm an old school teacher, and I think there's an educational moment we hear here. We can, we can not only learn about you and candy bars, but learn about some other things. Now, 
Where were you living in eastern North Carolina, approximately? Uh, in, in North Hanover County, a little small town called Gumberry. I have, remember seeing it on the map, and you're, that means you're almost in Virginia if you're in North Hanover right, County. Right, Virginia, yeah, Virginia State Line, yeah. yes, sir. Uh -huh. I'm just trying to show off and show you that I know where it is. But Gumberry, <laughs> I'm going to remember that. And you said you said the candy lady would come. You know what what I what I think you what I think is going on there. See, I lived right at the edge of town, but I lived in a, on a farm until I was eight. But we were right. We were essentially we weren't in town, but we were you know that close. We went out way out in the country. But a lot of yeah, times yeah. Uh, there were people who sold things who would come around. Uh, during the week, because in those days you couldn't just jump in a car and run off to town or someplace like that. Am I not right about right. that? Right, and right, so they right. Would, what your mother would do is buy a supply of candy, and I also have the impression that you guys ate most of it up as soon as you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she she wouldn't whoop us. What she would find out is that the first one gets picked, that's who ate the most of the candy, and I normally be the one that ate most of the candy. She said, I see you lift the trend couple you you don't feel good, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes yeah, the part of life where you learn that you can eat you can't overdo it. You you gotta you gotta uh, kinda pace yourself. Now, what were you farming? Were you farming tobacco or cotton or something like that? No, actually we had cotton, but we also had uh, about an acre or two of, of garden where we actually uh grew watermelons, cucumbers, uh peas, uh, the whole nine. I mean we really and we took hog manure and whatnot and, and, and soot from the stove, well, actually from the heaters, and we would make that as kind of like a fertilizer. And we had some of it. My mom had some of the biggest crops. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, she ended up with the biggest pumpkin in North Carolina in 1970-something. Well, that's wonderful. You know, it took them an amazing amount of time, although they did learn it as far back as like 500 years ago, but for everybody to adopt the idea of uh, one of the problems in the South, you know, was they would, would wear the land out that would need fertilizer, and a, a few people came up with the idea of using stuff that they normally just shovel off, and that is right. the manure that came out of the, the horses, the cows, or the whatever, and, uh, mm -hmm. and, it, and it, as you said, it made, it made, it made good crops. And, uh, but did you sell any, or did you just use it for yourself? Uh, we mostly, because my mom had 11 kids, Oh, so yeah, the I know city kids would it. come, the older siblings would come down, and uh, and we would share it with them. Okay, well, I know I lived with my grandparents, and it was just them and my mother and me and my sister. And my grandfather, uh, he farmed part-time, but, well, we weren't going to starve to death, you know what I mean? But right, I, right, had, right. We had a little extra. This is one of my useful adventures. My grandmother and I would go off on this old car, and we had a scale on the back, you know, one of those like you have in the produce area of the store, and we, right, we, would, right. sell, we, would, we were, would sell to people, you know, uh, we'd go through neighborhoods and honk the horn, and people would come out and buy it from us. One of my strange adventures of my youth, is, uh, but, uh, but we always made sure we had enough. We had hogs, too. Did you have any, any livestock? Oh, man, yeah, we killed hogs mostly in around 4th of July and right around Christmas time. Well, we we didn't have too many to kill, but once we killed, we used to kill in the winter because it was cold and it was easier to uh -huh. deal with it then. But you probably the ones you did in July, you were, you got them off to the refrigeration pretty quick there or something. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. We had chillings. Those nasty things. <laughs> oh, uh, well, you know, I kind of like animals, you know, and you you can't fall in love with your hogs. 
But after you see the way they kill them, you wonder if you go ever eat any barbecue again, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's kind of rough after a while, and uh, especially when they start taking the insides of them out. We've got to stop talking about this. Willie, thank you for sharing your story with me. No problem. Maybe we've, Have a good one. we've taught some, some city folks something about hogs and, and farms. Yeah. Stuff, okay? Okay. Take take care. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. That's Willie from Gumberry up in Northampton County, and that's uh, over on the way to, well, I used to go through there, I think, uh, probably on the way to Norfolk. But uh, there's there's some lines open out there now, John, and what we're doing tonight is uh, being nostalgic and thinking about how things used to be. Now, we didn't talk about any specific candy bars with Willie, but as uh, we were talking to Riley, he was fond of the Nestle's Crackle Bar. And uh, my wife brings me these bags of the little tiny bars that Hershey makes. And their version of that is, uh, I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's in a red wrapper. Uh, but uh, uh, it has little Mr. Good bars in it and little Hershey bars and little dark chocolates and so on. And so you don't have to eat a whole bar. You can just eat one of them. And uh, in any way, any of it, you, sometimes you just need a little chocolate is what you need. Uh, I have a... One of my favorite movie series on TV is called Signed, Sealed, and Delivered, and the, the protagonist in it, when he, he's under pressure, when he's anxious, when he needs some help in clear thinking, he gets a yoo-hoo. And, uh, of course, that's a chocolate-flavored flavored beverage, non-carbonated. I think uh, it uh, was they began to manufacture in the North. I know Yogi Berra used to do yoo-hoo commercials on New York radio stations. But uh, once, I think I've got one can of Yoo-Hoo in the refrigerator right now, just in case things get tough. We would like, we would like, I would like to know, because I need somebody to talk to, what uh, your favorite candy bar was. Because most of us, when we're young, we, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of them. There's a, a lot of different choices. Sometimes it's hard to make a choice. But you end up liking one particular one, and you want it. And even if you pass candy bar eating, you've been told you shouldn't eat them uh, it makes you fat, it's too much sugar, whatever. Every now and then, well, I see an ad on TV for Payday, and I used to love the Payday bars. And I liked Zeros. And my mother, I don't know why, liked Three Musketeers. And so she would buy boxes, not unlike uh, Willie's mother, she would buy boxes of, of uh, Three Musketeers. Of course, my sister and I were under strict orders to only eat one a day. We could eat it when we came home from school. But she liked Three Musketeers. That was nougat with chocolate all around it. What was your favorite candy bar? And is it one that you can still get? 919-860-9783. And uh, I would like to, to talk to you tonight. You are, in fact, the guest of this program that is labeled nostalgia because it's uh, it can be about anything, but it's pretty much about remembering how things used to be and how uh, uh, something that we, we're glad that, that uh, maybe it hasn't gone away, or if it has, we'd like to have it back. I mentioned all the, the chain stores, for instance, that were in my hometown of Goldsboro, where I do not live now, but where I sometimes go. And there was an F.W. Woolworth on the corner. It was called the Dime Store because it had a lot of items when it opened. And Woolworth was the, was the first department store of that sort, and it was the first chain store of that sort. F.W. Woolworth and Company. And then there was McClellan's, and then there was Crest. And in the front, they had the big 
a big area where they had candies, and you could you could buy them by the ounce or the pound, and uh, you'd have a bag. And while you were walking around downtown, you could eat them up. Uh, those uh, orange things that they call I think they call them peanuts. If you know a different name for them. And when I lived in Virginia, I used to go by uh, every afternoon and get a small bag of cashews, which are absolutely the wrong thing because they're delicious and they have a lot of fat in them, and you get the drift of this. 919-860-9783. If you, like Willie or like Roddy, have a story, give us a call. John, is there anybody on the line now? We have Clay from Durham. Clay from Durham. I think I've talked to Clay before. Slap him on the line. Clay, how are you this evening? Well, Merry Christmas and Happy New New Year to you, Brother Tom. And uh, thank you for going slightly nostalgic about uh, candy bars because uh, I tell you, um, I can go back. I mean, I can't go back as far as you, um, but uh, I can go back and remember certain candy bars like, you know, well, whatchamacallit. And, uh, yes, I remember that one. Uh, Chunky. Yep. Uh, I, I found I found it interesting, you know, that they stayed in, uh, in their realm for quite some time before they went to a different. I, I think it was uh, they wasn't there. They have the like the gold wrapper, and then they went to the silver wrapper, and uh, I always like those. Um, uh, Hold on a second, that chunky is a little block candy, isn't it? Uh, well, you don't see them anymore. A bar. Yeah, well, you don't see them anymore. But but it wasn't a bar. It was a it was a block. It was like like it was square. Well, they considered it a candy bar, I guess. I mean, oh, no, no, I'm not disputing <laughs> that at all. It can, it can be any shape you want it to be as far as I'm concerned. But that, that's, that was the shape of it. No, it was just a good piece of chocolate is what it was. And, uh, and uh, oh, I always, I, had, um, I always liked um, Heath bars, too, because, uh, you know, it's got that right amount of chocolate. It's got that right amount of um Oh my gosh, those heat bars are good, but then you know you got toffee. Fifth, you got the Fifth stuff Avenue. It's called, called toffee in the in the heat bar. Yes, sir. Oh. And you got Fifth Avenue, which was a slow relationship to a heat bar. Right, right. And then yeah. uh, I've never tried to zero. I I, I sent zero one time, but I wasn't a fan of it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I I it was funny how different candies get into different machines, and when the radio station when we were downtown, which we left down there in 1987, the company that filled the machine always put zeros in there, and, and right beside it was a refrigerator where people kept their drinks, and so I would stick it in there for about 30 minutes. I, I didn't want it to get too hard, because you know, then you'd have to chip it off with a chisel or something. And, you know, I've so. often wondered what it would be like. You know, I, um, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory came on... Uh, over the weekend, and I watched it, and I wonder what it would be like if they had anything out there with the Wonka bar or something like that. Because you know, I, I tell you, I, I, I never got to try that, and I've well, always wondered. Hold on, oh, inspired. I've never tried this either, but I read this today. Inspired by the movie, a man started a candy factory, and it was called the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. I'm serious, a real place. It didn't last very long, apparently, but they. There was your opportunity right there to get what you wanted. Well, um, I, I hate to hear that because I would have been glad to go try it out because I, you know, um, you know, just to see that that movie and you know Gene Wilder portraying, you know, yes. um, doing what he did. I tell you what, I always get a kick out of things like that because you never can tell when you can go back and get nostalgic. Oh no, you know you can't. Well, you have to be careful around chocolate. I, 
I went to visit uh, my sister when she lived in Germany and my brother-in-law. We went to this small town. Yeah, we were tourists. We went to a small town. I said, John, I really would like a piece of chocolate. And I don't know why, because I don't often do that. And he said, they've got a little chocolate. I went and got the chocolate. was so rich, it just about made me sick. And uh, that doesn't mean it wasn't good. I just ate too much of it is what it was. But well, uh, Another chocolate that I kind of remember is the chocolate that you would have the um, kids back in school selling. Um, I'm not sure the name of it, but that kind of, that kind of chocolate that, you know. We, you mean uh, like cooking chocolate, baker's chocolate? I, I won't say it was a baker's chocolate. It was like a candy bar. They would sell it, you know, to try and get prizes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the companies would make it, and they would make it specially to be used for, for promotions and things like schools. So, yes, know, sir. I got you. Yes, sir. Amen I remember that. those. You're always trying to come up with something to sell people to make money is what you're trying to do. And trying to get them to go in and see how far you can go. <laughs> right. Well, one year, the person in charge of my class, and he sometimes listens to this program, the, when he went to the wholesalers to look up to see what he could get, he ended up getting huge amounts of toilet paper. So that's what we sold that particular year. I, I think we were a little embarrassed by the Holy Spirit, but we made the money, so that that takes care of that. So, well, Amen. I don't think there's anything wrong with being embarrassed by the Holy Spirit because usually that's an attention getter. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's Clay. It's nice to talk to you tonight, and if Willie Walker comes by, don't let him in. Cause I, oh, I'll try to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to hold my breath. But I tell you what, if that ever happens, brother. I will be just like, you know, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what you got. Amen. Thank you. Thank well, brother, wonderful to talk with you, man. Thanks for doing this program tonight, and I'm going to be looking forward to see what uh, is going to be presented tomorrow night. Well, I'm always glad that you're out there, and it will be some trivia tomorrow night. And Call when you can, okay? Oh, uh, yes, sir. God bless you, man. You have a nice night. Thank you for doing your show. Thank you. Yes, sir. Ray and Dom is uh, one of our guests on the telephone. John, I think it's about 9.48, and we need to take a break. Maybe we could take one or two more calls. If you're interested to tell us your story on this night of nostalgia about, well, we've been thinking about candy bars, but it could be about other things, 919-860-9783. Let's see, John, we need to talk to Karen. Karen, good evening. You're on WPTF. Hello. Hello. How are you this evening? Good. How are you? I'm just fine. I've, I've gotten a little hungry talking about all these candy bars, but other than that, I'm doing just fine. What, what's yeah, on your I'm mind good. tonight? Well, um, my my favorite candy bar, I think, <laughs> that it, it changes sometimes, I think were uh, Mounds and Almond Joy, like those. Oh, yes. Those are good ones. And then, uh, but my story is really mostly about uh, Reese Cups. And long story short, I had an aunt we lived across the street from, and on uh, one side of her house was a two-lane, like mostly was a main road in the town. This is a small town in West Virginia. But uh, on the other side of her house was a log cabin Baptist church. And then behind her house at the bottom of the hill was a bar called the Shady Rest. <laughs> and we weren't allowed to go to the bar, of course, but once in a while, um, they would let us go down there because they did sell Reese cups, and you could get a Reese cup for like a dime. Okay. And you said Reese, yeah. you're, just, you're saying Reese, cu- Reese cups, aren't you? Well, yeah, you could get Reese's, Reese's cups. That's, uh, Reese's cups. Yep. 
Yeah, I got you. I'm just. But I remember, I um, you know, we get it for, you know, then we sold them, you know, it was one in a pack and um, yeah. it was a dime. And, um, but also I remember we would get um, Charleston 2. I don't know if you remember what that was. Uh, I, but, I do, but I, I got one one time and I just about broke my teeth on it. Uh, well, yeah, because they tell you to put them in the freezer and freeze right. them and, yeah. then you, and then you whack them on the counter so they break in pieces, you know, I guess you can share it or whatever. But, um, well, yeah, tell me about whacking them on the counter. That's, that's where I keep them <laughs> short. I'm sorry. I, I'm enjoying Yeah, well, yeah, short. you'd put them in the freezer, and it would freeze them, and then you'd whack it on the counter, and it would break it up into pieces. Um, and you so just let it dissolve in your mouth is what you would Yeah, do. so it would be you. easier to eat, yeah. But, uh, yeah, those were fun. Well, um, but, well uh, I am glad to have a West Virginian call us. We used to have three or four <laughs> people at the radio station here who... You know, I don't know if we have any now because I don't go in to the daytime very much. But we had uh, the general manager was from West Virginia and the promotions director was. And oh, I asked okay. him what was happening in West Virginia that everybody was leaving, but uh, uh, they they uh, just came where the jobs were, I guess. But it's it's good to hear that you were able to get. Uh, uh, you said a Reese's peanut butter cup, and what was the other candy bar that you mentioned? The, the uh, Charleston Chew. Charleston Chew. That was the one yeah. you, you could put the freezer and freeze, and right. they tell you to whack it on the counter, and it would break into pieces. <laughs> I, but, uh, I'm going to remember that. that that's, that's, yeah. I'm going to adopt that story and pretend that happened to me. Because <laughs> you can do that when you have stories. That's where the storytellers come from, if you right, pick up right. a good story. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. It was us for not listening to WCHS or WW, yeah. what is it, Wheeling, West Virginia, WWVS? Well, uh, actually, it was uh, like 12 in Charleston area, but... um. That's WCHS is what I, yeah. I used to... Yeah, yeah, you're right, that's right. Used to listen to them once in a while, but, you know, down here you could get the Wheeling station, it's a country music station, and... Uh, oh, okay, it's I up in the, the Panhandle up, you know, around Steubenville and everything, uh, but, but uh, real quick before we hang up, I wanted to mention, did you say something about the diamond department store earlier? I said that F.W. Woolworths was a, was called a dime store. Oh, dime store. Okay. okay. They had a lot of items. It's like the, the dollar store you have today, but they had a lot yes, of small yes. items that you could get right. for a nickel and a dime. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. I and a nickel yeah. and a dime was, was worth more then than it is now. But that, right. Yeah, but it That's was... Right. And, uh, but it was... Uh, it was a fun place. It was a big store, and, it, and my mother used to go there and buy thread and needles, and it was the only place in town I could find shoelaces for my shoes, so <laughs> I tended to go there, too. So, uh, But anyway, but, it's... Because I do remember there was a department store in Charleston, West Virginia. It was called the Diamond, and it was the it was the best department store. I mean, it was one of those, like from the old days, where it had its own ca cafeteria inside, right. and uh, even there was an attendant in the, in the uh, elevator that would, you know, tell you what floor to go to or whatever, or you right. would ask, you know, you would tell them which floor, and then they would stop, you know. I know the Belks in Goldsboro, right, have had, had an elevator operator, too, and, and a lot of the stores, uh, Woolworths in Greensboro, I, I, a little bit of history, that's where one of the first uh, uh, sit-ins took place, you know, during the Civil Rights thing. Right, that's was right. was at the lunch counter at the Woolworths in Greensboro. Greensboro, and, and, that's that right. Was the first First one in the United States. It gets in all the history books. And so, That's uh, right. So we've learned something tonight. I hope you will call us again, Karen. Well, thank you so much. It was fun. And okay. uh, have a good night. If I see you chewing on a Charleston chew, I'm going to know something's wrong, okay? 
take care. <laughs> we have a good time here. There's no reason we should. Uh, 9.58. Uh, hello? John, I don't think we're going to be able to take the other lady, so we, 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 I'll ask you to speak to her and make our excuses because we've already run over time and everything. But this in, inevitably happens, and being in the radio business, we are to some extent governed by time. But I hope uh, uh, she will call back on another night because we do have some sort of nostalgia program just about one night every week because I like to have programs where people can call in, and, and, and other nights we have guests. and. People cannot call in on those nights. Tomorrow night, we'll have a night you can call in and answer some trivia questions. Join us then.